You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver Media Podcast. True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. And hello, kids. Welcome to season three and episode number 57 of the Daily Beaver here on the Cryer Media Network. Today, recording day is Tuesday, February 14th, 2023. Ah, l'amour, l'amour, toujours l'amour. Ah. <laughs> I know, I know, Mr. Grizzly's rolling his eyes there, but. Gets focus, focus here right now. Focus here right now because it's about love, <laughs> and I'm giving you love. All right, and it looks like it will be a mostly sunny day and clear evening, perfect for romance here at the Beaver Lodge. In fact, my Beaver sweetie and I got a little bit of a head start on romance this weekend. There was a sort of a gay prom being held uh, at some place where actually they lost the venue because there was flooding and the legion thank you legion came in and uh bailed us out and allowed us to hold the event so it was like going to a high school prom dance with all the decorations whatnot and semi-formal and it was a lot of fun and then uh last night uh we made dinner together and opened up a bottle of wine and uh and there are more things happening today so it's all about the love so i'm in a very good mood kitties uh um I'm your host, the Eager Beaver, pronounce he, him, hey, Mr. Beaver, and with me as always is my dear friend, Mr. Grizzly. Uh, I feel like I need to be a Care Bear today and send him some extra 
<laughs> of course, a big thank you goes to our podcast's founding sponsors, The Peppermaster, The Misfi Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing and CanadianTarot.com. Today we have a Tuesday morning quickie for Valentine's Day. But first, hello, Mr. Grizzly. How's your mental health today? Hey, Mr. Beaver. Um, it's, yeah, um, it's there. Mental health is there. I'm, I'm, I'm probably a touch better than yesterday. So we'll okay. take that as a positive, right? Yeah. Everything better is better. Right? Yeah, exactly. I'm still above ground. That's all that matters. Oh. All right. Well, I'm sending you a big old hug. Thanks. Thanks. Okay. A little I'm bit of get you on Saturday when you when you get here for the podcast. I know. I am so excited. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, good morning, Kit Linda M. Good morning, Kit Saucy. Good morning, Kit Jillian. Good morning, Kit Lazy Sunday. Good morning, my good friend Pete. How are you? Uh, my red is not very very dark, but uh, if you see behind me uh, on the board, there's a little message for you today, Kits, asking you if you'll be my Valentine. Mm-hmm. So there you go. <laughs> uh in the headlines today uh depending uh depending on how much we gab and how much we get to but uh there's some developments with the john tory some developments on the health file uh and uh, and other stuff so um but 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 before we go any further we have to say hello to our good friend my companion mr grizzly good morning mr grizzly how's your mental health today we we did this. I know that. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm you that. okay. <laughs> I, thought, I thought I was having a Groundhog Day moment there. Did we just do this? Good morning. No, no, Good no. Good morning. No. Okay. All right. All right. All right. I'm just playing with you. <laughs> I'm not fully awake. Clearly, you can tell. So you're messing with my head. I'm messing with you. <laughs> all right. So you got to think this part off with. Yeah, I do. I, I saw this posted last night by uh, an indigenous uh, comedian and writer, and his statement was basically, I do this for a living and I couldn't write something this comical. And I have to post this because this is a real thing from this past Sunday that millions of people saw and I didn't pick up on until he pointed it out to me. I'm just going to put it up on the screen. We'll let it sit there for a few seconds, then I'll explain it for the audio podcast, folks. Okay. Read that. (laughs) So it's a photo of the end zone of the Super Bowl champion Kansas City Chiefs. And in the end zone, painted on the field is Chiefs. And painted in uh, large block letters in the out of bounds at the end of the end zone in front of the uh, goalpost is end racism. And racism written in front of chiefs. Just marinate on that one for a little bit, shall you? Was that a real thing? That's a real thing. Okay, that wasn't a meme. That's not a doctor thing. That was was actually on the field. That was actually on the field. Legitimate. Oh, my God. I have like a chorus of Alanis Morissette's behind me. (laughs) they, They can't help themselves, can they? Well, we got Washington to change their name, and you know that's something. Yeah, but still, you're, you're still. Oh, never mind. <sighs> in other news, I have something that is also. I mean, that's that's in unintentional comedy, right? Now, here's here's something that's also quite funny because it describes currently where we reside. Um, the the seasons in Canada: winter, uh-huh. full spring, 
Second winter, spring of deception. Third winter, the Polonine, actual spring, summer, hell's front porch, false fall, second summer, actual fall. Uh, right now, we are at fool's spring. Um, yeah. Yeah. We should be... We should be in second winter, but we are at full spring right now because it's going to be eight degrees in Canada's capital tomorrow. I know. Again, we just had like these major snowstorms. We had easily three feet of snow Mm -hmm. on the front lawn. It's all gone. I'm seeing my lawn again Mm -hmm. in February. I am disturbed. The canal still isn't open and uh, they're predicting that it's not going to open this year for the first time ever in history. Now it's been, you know, it used to freeze over like a hundred and some years ago and people would skate on it before it was an official skating rink because that started in 19, was it 70 or 71? I don't, I don't recall exactly. Uh, Either way, it, this will be the first time it will not officially open by the looks of things. If it doesn't, if we don't get a a heavy duty cold snap for like a good two weeks, yeah, we're, it's, it's not going to happen, which is really troubling because I love to skate on the canal and, and it's a big source of, of, um, tourism. People want to come and skate on Canada's world famous Rideau Canal here in Canada's capital of Ottawa. And it doesn't look like it's going to happen at all this year, which is really upsetting, especially for those of us who love to skate on it on a constant and daily basis when it, when it does freeze. I mean, the outdoor rink didn't open last year, but it is open this year, but it's been closed for the last few days because, well, mother Mm. nature is not cooperating, which means um, she's pulling a passive aggressive on us and we are in for an, a rude awakening when she decides to, uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 no, to no. smack us for it. Yep. Oh, no, we, we, we are in trouble yep. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, mother nature don't negotiate. <clears throat> right. All right. Uh, let's get to it. Uh, John Tory. The mayor, uh, there has been, as always with these types of things, there is more that comes out. Now, before I start this, the first thing I want to mention, however, is, um, how would I say it? This is very old school. Mm-hmm. What Mayor John Tory has done, as far as I'm concerned, was standing standard operating procedure back when I was way younger. If mm-hmm. a minister screwed up, like for example, there was a suggestion that maybe they did something improper, they would actually step down from their cabinet position immediately while the investigation was going on mm-hmm. until they were cleared. Mm-hmm. Now they just stay. In a situation like this, yes, they would find out that they've been busted and they would resign and they would not make excuses. And they would just go. It's like, uh, I screwed up. I'm out. See ya. You know? Yeah. I'm screwed. I screwed up and I got caught. Uh, but now we have just the puff up your chest bombast and blast through it, people. Mm. Right. Uh, it, it reminds me like, you know, when we were talking about the states of George Santos, I was watching the Daily Show the other day. <laughs> They're talking about the State of the Union and Chelsea Handler was hosting. And she goes, Marjorie Taylor Green stands up and she goes, liar. And George Santos stands up and goes, over here. Yes. <laughs> right. I mean, they're proud of it now, right? So um, this is very old school. Mm-hmm. As far as I'm concerned, this should still be the standard operating procedure. 
Has he stepped away though? Because he said he was going to resign, but I don't know if he's. He said he's sticking around for the budget first, right? Yes. So again, it's sort of that that other story I mentioned uh, about the Cardinal Wallet, who's like staying on until after Easter. Yes, I will resign, but first a celebration. So I will. I I will resign, but first my legacy. Yes. <laughs> you know, uh, but apparently there's a lot of. It would also create a bureaucratic train wreck because of the strong mayor thing Mm -hmm. the budget is now his creation more than council's creation and then so if he leaves then he's not the mayor so it's not his budget so who tables it uh, it's complicated right it just seems yeah that everybody pretty much agreed you know it's sort of like okay you know you're stood up you're admitted yet you're going but um you know Okay, I understand that you're going to leave, and fine, we want you to leave. But uh, given that it's like two days before the mortgage needs to be paid, make sure you pay the next month on the way out, right? Just don't leave and stick me with it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. My yeah. fault you're leaving. <laughs> so I why you got to go and make things so complicated, Miss mm, mm, Avril? Mm. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, yeah. So points for that. Owning up, taking accountability, taking responsibility, stepping down, trying to leave as little mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as little mess in terms of the bureaucracy, what his budget is going to do is it might have been some people would argue that it might be better that he not pass that budget and see who gets to be the mayor. And hopefully it's somebody on the other side of the spectrum and then the budget would look different. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, where you sit on that is, but it seems that the main reason, and it seems that it to be an agreement within council that we're trying not to leave a bureaucratic mess, so that's why he stayed. Uh, but it, it, it doesn't seem to be a, you know, a Larry Craig thing, you know, where he intend, <laughs> I intend to resign and just, well, I intended to, I just never got around to it. Sorry. Yeah, that, that happens sorry. sometimes, right? That happens. Right. Yeah. yeah. So... Uh, there was a, a, an interview with David Ryder, who is the city hall, uh, bureau chief from the Toronto star. And there were some articles that started appearing yesterday, you know, almost those sort of like the anatomy of a, you know, there's like a picture of Bear Tory in his office about half an hour before he resigns that some person snap snapped like from away through the window, you know, and, but it seems that uh, the story is that uh, the Toronto Star had gotten a tip back in early December that the mayor and his wife had been estranged and were headed for divorce. And it seems that by probing around and asking some questions, it seemed to be an open ser- secret within political circles that that wasn't indeed the case. And she was actually living in Florida at the time. And if you'll remember back in the days of Harper, there was some rumors Similarly, about Lorraine, that she had uh, moved away from 24 Success Sussex and was living in New Edinburgh, well, at the Chateau Laurier for a while, then New Edinburgh, and then was basically, you know, in Calgary most of the time, but coming back for Christmas and the Christmas cards and that type of stuff to keep up the appearances. Now, I None don't personally know whether any of that was true. None of that was true. Right. None of it. But it was just you a get rumor. These, so, so you get So you get these rumors, right? going on so this one apparently was an open secret in the certain the circles that she was primarily primarily living in florida uh it seems that a little less than two weeks ago it became confirmed that it was just not just an estrangement but that there was a 
triangle going on. And that third person in the mix uh, is someone that wasn't working for the mayor now, but used to be a junior staffer in his office at one time. That was mm. all they had at, the, at that. Now, whether the relationships had started while she was a junior staffer in the office had not been confirmed. So it's like they knew that she had been working for the mayor at some point, but not now. And now they're in a relationship. So there's still that piece of the puzzle missing at this point. Um, last, uh, and that's one of those things that are important, right? When we talk about stuff and you hear people commenting, there's, you only know what you can show, which is something that, mm-hmm. you know, if, um, oh God, what's his name now? Um, the Cuomo that used to be on CNN used to say all Andrew. the time before he got booted. Uh, no, the other one, Chris, I think. So you can only know you can only know what you can show. So and then every now and then there's a blank in the story, and often people fill in those blanks with what they wish slash need slash want to be true to create that narrative. So always remember when you're listening to stuff, make sure that you know make the difference between what you can actually show, and is anybody filling in some blanks here with things that cannot possibly be known. So at that point, that is not known when the relationship started. Um, And then last Thursday, it seems that the Toronto Star sent a list of very, very detailed questions from the rest of the probing that they had been doing to the mayor via his spokesperson. And the next day came a statement from the mayor's lawyer um, confirming, now I don't know if that's a personal lawyer or a lawyer from City Hall, but uh, from, from a lawyer confirming that everything uh, confirming everything and adding that the relationship did indeed start when both were working in the mayor's office. Mm. So the Toronto star, that's when they went to, uh, well, print <laughs> when they went online, with the story, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, and public. About one hour, went public, went public with the story. And one hour after the story went uh, live, Tory uh, held his press conference. So that's mm. when I'm going to say it's old school. It's a very old school. Wow. That's how it, that's how it used to happen. And sometimes the resignation would even sometimes even come before the story because we didn't have online and you had to wait till the next newscast or next, uh, newspaper, right. uh, print, right. The morning or evening edition or next day. Right. So you the, had the news cycle. Yeah. So uh, the news cycle being the shortened. So this is very, very old school. Um, you'll get around to it. Exactly. Now, round to it. <laughs> I like that. Uh, so David Ryder said, and I'm quoting him here, uh, and I'll be honest, even though we had done a couple of weeks of pretty hard reporting work on it, if we had concluded that we were convinced that there was no relationship while he was her boss, that anything that happened happened after she moved out of the mayor's office, we probably wouldn't be talking right now. I don't think we would have published the story. In Canada, generally, in political coverage, politicians are allowed to have a private life, and there is a line, and the line for us is, does it impact his duties as the mayor of Toronto? Does it impact his office? In this case, it seemed clear to us that once they confirmed that, in fact, there was a relationship while they were working together, we also had some internal reports from people working there that they found that she was given senior duties that were unusual for a junior staffer. 
She mm. went on several trips with the mayor, including to Europe and New York City. That raised some questions. And also her post-City Hall employment is with a company a mayor has been involved with in the past. So all those raised flags that said we should keep reporting. And in fact, it was newsworthy and was worth reporting. So that, yeah, it's like I said yesterday, it's because... It, you know, if she wasn't a subordinate, if she was just a, a random individual that he had met, fine, he's going to philander. Politicians tend to do that, whatever, no big deal. But because she worked in his office, because she was a subordinate, because, 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 it's, yeah. you know, stepping down is the right thing to do. And people are yeah. saying, well, he should stay because no, no, he should not stay. No, no he should not. No. This is a clear violation of a code of conduct. You do not do that. No. And as we mentioned, again, you put yourself in a position for coercion, blackmail, and that is not in the interest of the citizens. You violated, you breached the public trust. You did. Period. Period. You go. You know, and by going the way you go, this is where you're more likely to at least be able to have a second act somewhere. Oh, and he, like, come on. Like he's, you know, he's like, he's not going to land on his feet. No, but you know what I mean? It makes it much more easy for the organization that's going to hire you. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Like we hear that Jason Kenny just landed at Benton's and it's like, that's a law firm and he's not a lawyer. So, and considering how he flamed out, like I'm thinking as a PR guy, why would you want that association? I mean, I understand that you're going to get baffle business. He's been in government for 20 something years, knows all the levers, all the contacts, but Seriously, you want that? You want the guy that got booted out while he had a majority being associated with your brand? Have you really thought this one through? So, you know, it makes it much easier for the organization not to have to explain to people why it is they actually hired you. (laughs) Yeah, I would think so. So, uh, yeah, it... uh, and, you know, when uh, we were wondering yesterday about the relationship uh, with this person, um, because, yes, there is a power dynamic in terms of employer-employee, uh, and there is an age difference, uh, you know, 68-31, but 31 is an adult. So yes, I mean, yeah. this could be something that was mutual, right, or rather than, Still inappropriate, but mutual. Uh, well, the power dynamic at play, though, right, is the thing. Yes, yes, and, and also, when, you know, you're being now taken to trips to Europe and given senior duties, which affects mm-hmm. the morale at the office, and that's your right. It. Let's put it this way: these are the things that lead to pieces of paper being put into brown envelopes and slept under doors. You know, as as you as one does, right? These are the things that build resentment in an organization. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. These bad. are how organizations get leaky. <laughs> Which also puts the public trust at risk. He violated the social contract. Yeah. You gotta go. So uh he did so in an honorable way, but it seems that um he is indeed very protective of her, which is Another reason why he's resigning, he does not want to drag her name in the mud, which would suppose that this was not some type of coerced relationship. 
mm-hmm. which would suppose does not confirm, right? And right. we do not know, right? So I cannot say. But if you're leaning, you're wondering. That would seem to be a piece of evidence that would indicate, mm. but we don't know. We don't know. Uh, I guess we'll never know. Uh, yes, and as Pete says, too late. Mud is there, and it seems that in the reporting, there is way, way than a more, way more than enough information for someone who's somewhat industrious to piece together that person's identity. Oh yeah, so it's, that it's, was done very sloppily. Yeah, there's um, lots of rumors pointing to it's this person here and here's. I'm like, you know what? We're not we're we're not going to discuss that. Why? D- there's, it, it does. It serves no purpose. Uh, you know, it, he was the one who violated the rules. Hmm. He did the bad thing. She hmm. is collateral damage, and we don't need to add to the misery that her life will be going through while people are trying to figure out who she is and then get her input on it. Like, no, we're not gonna we're not gonna do that. No, no, no. no. I, I, I get it takes two to tango. They were both adults, but he was the one who was in the position of power and authority who chose to uh, cross the line. Yes. And listen, it's also 2023 and this guy has been in public life so often and beginning of every new term, you get the ethics briefing, you get the, you know, when you're better. in public life, this like, you know, this is like the back of your hand, right? So, I mean, he knows there's, better. There's, yeah. You, again, moral anus, you ought to know mm-hmm. as well, right? Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's basically what we've got over here. And uh, the budget meeting seems will be Wednesday. So if he's staying on and gets things through, I'm guessing it's not going to be staying on forever. Uh, but yeah, it's... Um, yeah, it's, it's it's interesting. People are like really, really shocked about it because I guess they didn't see like someone people didn't see it from whom they didn't see it coming. Mm-hmm. That's usually like, the case. So. Like he's not particularly smarmy, right? And no, you know, there's some people that you you hear them talking, and you're like looking. Oh yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if that guy's mm-hmm. right. You know, he's hey slick. But <laughs> well, just because somebody doesn't give off the vibe doesn't mean they're incapable of it. You have no, to remember, no, no. nobody knows what resides in the hearts and minds of of an individual. Uh, so, you know, he clearly he was capable of doing this because he did it. He admitted to it. Yeah, yeah. But when you think like straight-laced conservative, I mean, that's the picture in the dictionary, right? Yeah, but yes, the the picture they want you to see in your mind's eye is that. More often than not, the straight-laced conservative is the one doing all the dirty stuff. Mm, Often. More often than not. Never underestimate the quiet ones. Exactly. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh... We also on the, the healthcare file, there's development. It appears that, well, it appears, doesn't appear. The, the premiers basically had their meeting yesterday by video conference, and they came out after the meeting to announce that, well, they were pretty much good with the healthcare deal. Um, you know, always with like little comments. You know, we had the minister from Quebec, Eric Girard, stating something like it's only like 50 per, 50% of my worst case scenario or something, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. doing these little dramatic 
type little things. Uh, but basically, you know, uh, the premiers came to the microphone and pretended, you know, that they were accepting. Just like, so we are mm. like, we have never been more united in, you know, standing to accept this offer type thing. Well, gee, you know, it's, yeah, you are united to accept money. I'm, I'm sure it took like hours of deliberation to reach that strong united agreement to accept money. <laughs> yeah, Here, here's here's a here's a treasure chest full of gold. Do you want it or not? Well, let me think about it. <laughs> well, it was like that Theo Mudakas cartoon, yeah. right? They're standing Man. by front of gold and saying, like, mm, "Let me think about it." You know, yeah, and yeah. you know, we have some reservations, and we'll be writing you a letter about that. But you know, we accept the money, and we're you know, mm. and we're moving on uh, to talk about the bilaterals. Uh, so you know. Uh, Mr. Grizzly, that's pretty much as good as you can do on that file. Uh, this is I a home run. So. Yeah, I would agree. Politically. The size of the ask that they came with was huge. Yeah, right, right, right. Look at Linda. In other words, after, <laughs> after all her bluster, they caved and said, thank you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. just, right? Because... Here's it's all smoke thing. and mirrors, man. It's well, all smoke and mirrors. We know the dance, but here's the thing, right? The Canada health transfer is the prerogative of the federal government. Mm-hmm. It's not a negotiation. This no, is what not. we feel like giving you. Yeah. <laughs> right? Uh, so there's no negotiating that. The escalator, uh, and this was the detail I was missing the other day, was normally 3% every year. That's going up to 5 for the next five years, but it's 3% minimum. It's a floor. So it's 3% mm-hmm. or the nominal G- GDP for the year if it's higher, which mm-hmm. is why next year the money that they're getting from that one is going to be way higher than 3% because right. we've had a gangbuster year. Um so they're getting lots of bonus money as well. So when they're screaming, you know, they know there's that little windfall coming in and not one of them are, t- are talking about it, right? When they're talking to the public about how much they're getting, they're not talking about that at all. Of course not. You know? So it would be really nice you know, as a citizen to have a tool where, or, you know, that money and that money and the extra $2 billion and that, somebody adds it all together and like, what's the total amount from the federal government that's going to health? Mm. And that way we see what uh, the provinces are actually spending on health because I did not know this until recently, but um, Andrew Coyne was on uh, at issue the other day and he mentioned something and I listened to it and it's it's something that we always knew, Mm -hmm. um, but I never had a statistic for it. Uh, so you had Chantal Lebert for saying, if money could fix the system, provinces received more than twice the rate of inflation over a decade, and this is where it got us. <laughs> and basically, and this is where it got us. So uh, the problems that money we're supposed to fix were not addressed now, and now we have more acute situations. But Andrew Coyne said, one thing somebody should ask the provinces before they come back for more is what did they do with the money they were given last time around? I'll tell you what happened. Since 2000, the federal transfers for healthcare have more than quadrupled. Provincial mm-hmm. spending on healthcare has only tripled. If the province says we're spending all of the money they were getting from the feds, they'd be spending $70 billion more than they are. So what did they do with that $70 billion? They put it to other purposes. Yeah. 
They Somebody didn't. needs to tabulate all the money that's coming from the different pools and programs saying this is what the federal government gives and comparing it to put the pressure on the provinces that way to actually spend the money. I saw that clip the other day and I went, oh, that's a home run, Mr. Coyne, because you're correct. Where did the money go? Where was it spent? $70 billion. Seven all 13 zero. premiers combined. When yeah. we tell you, kids, the premiers are the problem, there's a reason why there's a big, huge let's hate Trudeau. Mm. But, but, but because I hate Trudeau allows you to justify and believe everything. It's just, it's just a, a, a thin veil. Yeah, this uh, is a major deflection thing. Yeah. Where'd that money go? Billion. Do, do you recognize how much a billion dollars is? Right? It's a thousand million. Do you recognize how much that is? Do you, do you, do you know that a million dollars adds up to about $3,400 a day over the course of a year? Do the math, 365, do, you know, it's about $3,400 a day for an entire year if you do the math, one million. I could go with $3,400 a day for a month and that would make a tremendous difference in my life. Now let's talk a billion. Right. Divide a billion, one billion over the course of a year. That's what, $300,000 a day or something like that? I'm not even sure the, the amount. It's, it's, it's an absurd amount of money. Oh. Well, now well, do that okay. 70. Yeah. Jillian has a cool fact here. Andrew Coyne's father was governor of the Bank of Canada back in the day. Interesting. So there you go. Comes back to that knowledge a, a bit, honestly. Uh, so, so yeah, there's. I mean, Dominic Leblanc. I don't know what the heck you did behind the scenes, but whoa. Yeah. I mean, this was so damn smooth. It's absolutely incredible. Um, so Heather Stephenson, uh, she's the chair of the Council of the Federation this year because it rotates. So she was the one that's basically the, the front person doing all the, all the press. She said, uh, we had a very good meeting today. We're very much united on our front that we will be accepting the money from the federal government. But also recognizing that this does not represent what is a long-term funding need for our healthcare systems across the country. So we will be writing the Prime Minister to address some of the challenges associated with individual things within the agreement. Now, I laugh at her a lot, but there is one thing that is actually, that she pointed out, that is actually accurate. Uh, the premiers are considered about the possibility of a fiscal cliff that happens in 10 years as a result of the bilateral agreements. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because that money is not within the Canada health transfer. So whatever's in the Canada health transfer is basically guaranteed, right? Because unless you're actually going to go in and cut it, which would be political suicide, right? So that increases every year. The $2 billion that they're getting, this one injection for pediatric services and to clear the backlog and that type of stuff, that's one thing. And you might hear some premiers try to conflate that money and add that $2 billion to say that that's also like a fiscal cliff. That one's not. That's a one-time injection. And everybody knows it right from the get-go. There's no expectation whatsoever that that money should be renewed every year, right? Like this, the 3% increase or the 5% increase that will happen now, that repeats every year. And that's where the beauty of compound interest happens there, where they get more money. The bilateral. I just did yeah. some quick math. Okay. 
Sorry to interrupt, but I just did some quick math for the kits in case you were wondering. $1 million is about $2,740 a day. If you divide it over the course of a year, $1 billion, $2,739,000 a day. $2,739,726 a day times a year for $1 billion. They're missing $70 billion. $2.74 billion a day, a million a day over the course of a year for $1 billion. That, like, I'm just trying to get into focus what these numbers actually represent. You can understand a million, but a billion is just a statement. It's not, and, and none of us will ever probably come even close to a million dollars earnings in, in, you know, a lifetime. Well, maybe a lifetime, but when we're talking seven zero billion dollars that is unaccounted for, that's what? An absurd, obscene amount of money on a daily basis. One well, billion is 2.7 million. It's not so much that it's unaccounted for. It's just been directed to other priorities. Well, it hasn't been gone to or hasn't gone to where it's supposed to go. Because there's no duty for them to report or to account for the money from the Canada health transfer going to health. Right. It just goes into general revenues. So it's just I, I'm just trying to, you know, get people to focus on how much money that really is. It's mm-hmm. it's an obscene amount of money. Mm-hmm. No, I forgot what I was talking about before. I'm However, sorry. I had a third point. Uh, My ADHD and I saw a squirrel and I had to point it yeah. out to everybody. So, um, uh, oh, yes. Uh, yes, the, the, the bilat- bilaterals, the fiscal cliff. Um, so, um, basically, the money that's in the bilaterals, those are side deals. So, when they expire, do they get rolled in? Are they considered as part of the overall transfer? Mm-hmm. Because a future government could just pull after ten years, say I'm not renewing those, and then they just lose all that money from the healthcare system, and then they just go back to the Canada health transfer. So they, this was kind of interesting, is now they want all the those two envelopes, at least the bilateral money and the health transfer transfer money, to be added together to create that one amount mm-hmm. below which they can't go anymore. Which is probably in the interest of Canadians, to be totally honest, because, you know, starting a new program, like, say, okay, we're going to fund it for five years, and whoops, okay, now you're on your own. <laughs> See ya. <laughs> it's probably not in her interest. <laughs> um, so, yeah, in terms of doing that, so there's a legitimate concern there, but they can work on that. And it also seems that uh, one of the things that may have gotten the premiers, that may have sweetened the pot for the premiers is the federal government saying that it is open assuming that it is in power, uh, to in five years to be looking at it again and seeing if there's money that needs to be added to the pot at that point, which only makes sense because that's just adding, you know, real-time evaluation as you go and we're in 2023. And if anybody's developing a program that does not have evaluation built in, and particularly evaluation as you go built in, uh, then why the fuck not? Because then you're hiding something. I mean, mm-hmm. that's just like a big neon arrow saying, look here. Because oh. <laughs> if you're deliberately not putting, <laughs> right, it's like the voting machines when they wanted to like put one, it's sort of like an ATM style machine, but they didn't want it to print a receipt for you. Mm-hmm. Why? <laughs> you, don't, you don't need to know where that. <laughs> Everything prints a receipt. Why? <laughs> so it's one of these things, right? That's one of those things that make you say why. Anyway, kids, 
I think we have a show. Don't we, Mr. Grizzly? We do, sir. We do. All right. Short, sweet, straightforward, and to the point. Let's wrap this baby up so I can get into the office and get my uh, day underway, get some work started, get uh, get some money earned so I can keep this roof over my head. (laughs) That's the end of this episode of the Daily Beaver Podcast. We hope you loved listening to us because we loved making this for you and we loved putting the love in it for you because we love you and you love us and we love each other. Okay, I'm getting to Chicago again. Remember that sharing is caring and word of mouth is priceless. Let your peeps know about us because, I mean, we're friendly, right? <laughs> because democracy is something that you do. Uh, someone did point out to me, I think it was Kit Jillian, that uh, the Prime Minister has indeed, and did it a few days ago, made the appeal to Canadians for help for Turkey and Syria. The matching program with the Red Cross is indeed mm-hmm. on, I believe, until the 26th. The federal government will be matching up until $10 million. Uh, and I found that actually really concerning because, listen, I consume a lot of news. I have not heard it anywhere on the radio or mentioned. No. But I, I did see Leona, where it was everywhere. Yeah, I did see a tweet about it the other day that it is that is legit. It is taking place, but it's been it's been getting no coverage. Yeah. Uh, so mm, things that make you go hmm, wonder why over there, different people. Mm. Uh, but yes, the campaign is on. So please, because democracy is something you do, be a good citizen of the world if you have the opportunity, and uh, if you can, uh, be a little generous because that could happen to anyone anywhere at any time, and you would like people to be there for us if, if it happened to us. Um, if you really like this podcast, you can find us on the Cryer Media Network, as well as all Beaver Grizzly-friendly platforms. Stars and reviews are greatly appreciated. Uh, we thank you so much uh, for all those who do that. And we love hearing from you. So uh, if you want to, you can do that by reaching us on our Facebook page at True North Eager Beaver, uh, at Twitter, uh, uh, on Twitter at True Eager, or by email at TrueNorthEagerBeaver at gmail.com. We have Kit Jillian saying, I was tweet bombing at True North Eager Beaver Media yesterday. Yes, you were, and I loved it. Thank you. You can subscribe via our pod page, and that way when we have something new, it will come right to you right away. Podpage.com slash the True North Eager Beaver with a hyphen between each one of those words. And why not also subscribe to our True North Eager Beaver Media Incorporated YouTube channel? That helps us out big time. We're trying to reach a thousand. So anyone who clicks that, we, 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 we very, 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 very much thank no, you. No, you had it right the first time. I had it right the first time? Yeah, right there. Yeah, down okay. in the corner there. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Uh, we can't do this without your kind and generous support. So if you feel we've done a particularly good show, or if you're like, if you're watching, you see that little QR code up there. Nope. 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 There, uh, right one day there. I will figure this out up there. <laughs> there right there. Right. There. One day I'll become good at this. <laughs> uh, if you can scan that and, uh, that will bring you to our tip jar, which is if you're listening at coffee, ko-fi.com slash eager beaver. That's ko-fi.com slash eager beaver. Uh, get, uh, get paint of business for Mr. Grizzly here or, oh no, 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 you're not drinking yet. Nope. No, no, a cup of hot coffee for Mr. Grizzly here and a cup of hot chocolate for me. And uh, yeah, we would really appreciate that. And finally, we've got that smooth, styling fashion for you. True North Eager Beaver merch or Mr. Grizzly Civic Tees. You want them, you love them, and we have them for you in sizes small to 3XL at crier.co slash crier hyphen media hyphen shop. And then you click on all the True North Eager Beaver buttons. Yep, that will bring you there. And if you're listening here, you'll see it in the chat. Just click that link. 
All right. From the Beaver Lodge, this is your eager beaver saying, until next time, dear kids, it can be a tough world out there. Please be kind and gentle with yourself and show yourself a little bit of uh, amour. Oh, <laughs> Mr. Grizzly, do you have some words of wisdom for us before we go? Yeah, feel free to spend time with Pamela Anderson today if you need to. Pamela <laughs> oh, Anderson. <laughs> hey, babies, self-love is love. I'm just saying. We don't whatever judge. you need to do, whatever gets you through. We don't whatever judge. Whatever gets you through. We don't judge. All right, kitties. Mr. Grizzly, please roll them credits. You are listening to a True North Eager Beaver media podcast. The True North Eager Beaver podcasts are proudly brought to you by our founding sponsors, the Miss V Mysteries from Corvid Moon Publishing, your source for science fiction, fantasy, and cozy mysteries featuring a broad diversity of characters. CanadianTarot.com, your uniquely Canadian online eclectic tarot community and forum, and the Peppermaster, Hot pepper sauces made from fresh farm ingredients to thrill your taste buds and expand your mind. everyone bye bye come on a journey like no other where you will discover many rogues that will lead you to a happier healthier and more stress-free life and the beauty is you don't need any vacation time for this adventure the journey will come to you join avery rich on your very own journey into yoga along the way she will demystify yoga poses and guide you into a yoga posture or short sequence all in less than 15 minutes You have nothing to lose but stress. The Journey into Yoga podcast. It's not for people who like yoga. It's for people who don't like yoga. Follow or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, or at averyrich.com.